0: Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback
1: are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer.
2: Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing
1: yet! Let me tell you about my baby. She's a goth girl with big old
2: titties. (laughs) I met her doing community service, living in the inner city. You don't know, she's my world, big titty goth girl. (laughs) I know you're sad, girl, let me hold (laughs) you. And then let me see those (laughs) areolas
0: And welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. And I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff. And across from me is the man who saw Half Kiss last night. Half Kiss uh, and all of... All of Tommy Thayer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll definitely be getting into that one a little bit later, but that is Captain Nunn, as usual. And we got someone we hadn't had in a hot minute,
2: Mikey Black. He's back. What's up, guys? I just ate a Dave's Double from Wendy's. Did you? Yep. So you suck yourself? on that, Cap. <laughs> you, you, feel, you feel good about well, that, Cap Mike just ate half good? a pizza, yeah, so. Yeah,
0: really.
1: Oh, true. I'm real happy with myself. I'm what, ready to roll. Where,
0: what, what, what place was that again? What's that? What place was that again? It was Benny's. <laughs> Seriously. I, I come down because I'm getting the podcast stuff set back up, and I walk downstairs, and <laughs> all of a sudden, I just hear from Mikey, oh, whoa. <laughs> 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 and it was about that time is when I come down, I see Cap. He is just like shoveling like half of a pizza in his fucking mouth because the way they sliced the thing, it was two slices.
1: Yeah, but they didn't cut it up in the middle or anything, so they just serve it as one, and I folded it, thinking (laughs) it to fold like a New York-style pizza.
0: And it was. It was, like, seriously, a third of a pizza (laughs) folded in half, and he's, like, cramming this thing in his mouth. It's
1: huge, and it's cheap, and
0: delicious. (laughs)
2: Just like
0: me. (laughs) Just like me.
2: (laughs) Oh man Alex isn't big at all Dude his ego Oh <laughs> no. That's what he meant Yeah
0: What's been new with you Mikey? What you been up to?
2: Um, Other than work as always I just went to the beach for a week Oh shit That was fun Tell us about that Did beach things at Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach Myrtle, Myrtle Beach God damn motherfucking Myrtle but- Beach <laughs> <laughs> There we go Myrtle
0: Beach Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach god motherfucking Myrtle Beach a Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. god damn I love Myrtle Beach I'm gonna smoke me a joint when I get there I'm gonna drink a cold beer when I get there I'm gonna lay one out when I get there and I ain't gonna sleep when I get there get a rebel flag right uh, we I get
2: didn't there. do much we played it's just me and my girlfriend we played Smash Bros a lot um, we played played smash each other quite a bit as well (laughs) didn't do anything touristy we went to boardwalk one day did some shopping but the coolest part was uh the campground we were at has this really long pier Mm -hmm. and a lot of people do deep sea or not deep sea but a lot of fishing out there right and more so than just the touristy kind of fishing like these guys are out there know what the fuck they're doing and they got all this wagons of equipment and shit yeah but um you can literally like see schools of fish in the distance because it's just like a big black mass in the water. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, while we yeah, were yeah. out there, like one literally like we saw it way out and it just came straight to the pier. And then these guys are running with nets and like throwing them and shit. And and they just, just moving super up. fast too, don't dude. They? they swim fast as shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. I don't know what kind of fish I was going to say, order, how, but, how
0: big of nets were they pulling back up with that shit? Were um, they catching much, or were they oh they were, too for, for, I fruitful? I think
2: the school probably hit the pier and stayed for like three minutes because it moves pretty fast. But um, I'd say the nets were like the size of this table, so like a standard fold-up table. Gotcha. And you just they throw it, let it sink, pull it back up, and they'd have like anywhere from 10 to 20 fish. Damn. And they weren't too big. Maybe Damn. like eight inches yeah not too big but they throw them in a big water tank and then they use that as bait to catch bigger fish
0: okay i didn't know if those were just like as i've seen uh hell there's been some restaurants like uh there's this one pier 14 that's out at uh, myrtle and they actually use that pier to catch some of their stuff that they cook at the restaurant and everything too and it's i i I don't know. I, I always struggle with the whole: is seafood better at the beach because of the environment you're in, or is it because it genuinely is better?
2: Uh well, I mean, if it's fresh, then it's yeah. Because I mean, if you go to like yeah. one of those
0: buffet shits, you know what you're getting. Yeah, you know? but it's like if you go to a sit-down, you know. I don't know. I, I've always kind of wondered with that because it's also the same thing with like nice restaurants in general. It's like, right. is it is it really that much better, or is it you know? the environment you're in i
2: guess it depends on what you yeah. order i mean if you go a little bit
0: of both depending on
1: what the if you're at is trying to be
2: it's true well yeah but i mean if you're in myrtle beach at a seafood restaurant right. but you order salmon then that's the same salmon you're gonna get anywhere else yeah that's true but if it's like fresh uh Shrimp. whatever the fuck they call uh like spanish mackerel or something mm-hmm, yeah, then yeah. that's probably that's probably the way to do it is just get whatever fish is native and you know it's fresh
0: yeah, stuff like uh shellfish Common sense or something. The shellfish in general cuz there is a lot that they can be caught over, you know, in that area. But yeah, if you're if you're going specifically for fish though. Oysters.
2: Little... Oysters there's a shit ton of oysters. You uh, like oysters? I don't like them, but <laughs> There's <eat> em. like <laughs> I don't think I've ever had oysters actually. Really? So you're like you're about to get
0: like so hype on oysters for. I'm right? saying so I like... went
2: to a uh, a place where they shucked oysters like this dude This dude's dad started the company. Now he owns it. It's just like fucking giant, just tubs constantly coming in. And these people in there just shucking them. And this dude's got fucking money out the ass, dude. And he's got all these pictures and shit in his office of like his yachts and all these fucking events and shit he's done. I don't remember. I don't remember how I got there. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I remember. A plane train? I was on a trip with somebody to the beach. This is only like two years ago. Oh, okay. i see. I thought I was on this trip. but Oh, no. This was this was a while back. But, yeah, there's like big-ass just oyster operations on the East Coast because sure. apparently it's the place to get them.
0: More than you know. I never yeah. knew that. Hell, I, I don't know. I've never like, – because I know you're saying you didn't do much touristy stuff. I never saw the boardwalk areas too much touristy because there's just so many shops it almost yeah. feels like
2: that version of it's mall because there's not really a mall well you got Myrtle Beach Mall but you don't want to go there yeah. So, yeah so it's like the people that so live
0: there that's almost like their mall almost because it has all the different kind of stores that would be that would be difficult living at somewhere like Myrtle Beach it's like that, where the
1: entire town is just a giant beach mall yeah it's kind of like how Gatlinburg is like a just a mountain mall Mm. too that's what it reminds me of i've only been to myrtle beach like a couple of times but i got gatlinburg vibes every time i went down there because it's nothing but mini golf courses and all these little casinos here and there and uh uh tourist traps and things like that
2: yeah gatlinburg's uh, much better than myrtle beach though gatlinburg is i think tennessee's much better than south carolina so that's probably why this isn't me
1: shitting on gatlinburg or myrtle beach or anything like that but they do have that you know little trinket shop vibe oh absolutely everywhere (laughs) Fuck you, South
0: Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but genuinely thought about that because like last time, um, last time I went down there, um, stopped at this henna shop and was talking to the chick that was doing it, and she was like, "Yeah, I just moved down here," and I was like, "How is that for you?" I said, "Because it seems odd." I said, Dude, "Do you live like in like the area?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, just a few miles from here." I was like, "I said, how is that?" I said, "Because this seems like such a touristy, you know." only active during a certain time period kind of thing and like when you go around and look at the different stores and stuff I mean sure you've got your typical restaurant fair and you know a food line and a Walmart, but it's like things that I don't know even people in a semi-rural city may be used to a place like Myrtle Beach just doesn't have
1: it's kind of like uh, Vegas or something like that. Like if you live in Vegas, it's completely different from the rest of the country because of what uh, business goes on in Vegas, too. But it's, mm-hmm. of, it's a whole different vibe from anything
0: else. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just basic stuff like it, I don't think this really comes from a spoiled mentality because you look at the list online and there's a lot of places that offer it, but it's like even stuff like Uber and DoorDash weren't available at Myrtle Beach. It was nuts. It's like just some of the even more basic stuff like that. And like the transit system is almost non-existent. And it's like some of the basic kind of city things that you would have just really aren't there, and it's really odd. Like, they do have a bus system. I was going to say, they have a bus system,
1: say, if you wanted to take it from here to Myrtle Beach, right? But not in Myrtle Beach No, in Myrtle
0: Beach, they do have a bus system, but it's it's not very active, and it's also seasonal. Like, during certain seasons, it's busier, and it does more stops and shit like that. It's like, it's rather inconsistent. So, even just some of the, I don't know, some of the basic things that would be
2: there, it just... It would be a hard place to live. Myrtle Beach is just odd like that, isn't it? Myrtle Beach really isn't even that big. It didn't. If you think about it, it's this right a next map, to like
0: Myrtle's Inlet. It feels like
2: big if you're driving because of traffic, but if there was no traffic and you just fucking went 60 straight down, how long do you think it'd take you to drive through Myrtle Beach? All right, so. Imagine it's probably just like the I've size stayed, of the city. I've row. stayed at
0: basically the edge, edge of Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I'd say starting at the far, far end of like where all the hotels and shit stop, and then go and basically all the way down to start before you all those Cherry malls, Grove. where basically where yeah. all those malls and outlets and shit start before yeah. you hit the interstate. Usually, like you, the generalized last stop areas before you go back home, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I'd say no traffic, 20, 30 minutes. So, yeah, whatever. I don't know, we totally went down that rabbit hole for a minute. <laughs> I was bit. curious. Well, what else you guys don't wind up going doing? Oh, I saw Kiss last night. I was talking about the beach. We got a whole segment about <laughs> oh. Kiss. You're ready to jump into that one. You can hold your fucking horses. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the beach right now, motherfucker. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> last time I went to the beach was with you guys. Really? That might have been the last time I've, I've gone what about
2: time for that uh wait how long ago was that God, uh, it was about four or f- four or five years yeah, ago. yeah. well
1: uh, no we did go to the beach for a little bit at uh when we were in Los angeles but it was just like you know just walking along the coast and yeah yeah good. not like an
0: actual not like beach, beach, trip. Trip. Yeah, yeah, beach trip yeah for like a whole weekend or whatever yeah it was <laughs> definitely with you guys something i actually want to bring up about your trip mikey why the hell did you even bring a
2: game system because we just got it, dude. What's <laughs> the fucking matter? What? Well, I mean, I don't. Smash Bros, man. We wanted to hang out and play Smash Bros.
0: I mean, okay, so I do get the fact that, you know, after a long day, and, you know, maybe it's too hot or too cold outside to really, you know, hang out at night on the beach and you really just don't want to. You've been outside all day. You just really want to be inside and chill. Okay, I get that. Watch some TV and then go to sleep it feels like
2: on vacation you want to break away from the shit that you usually do we did everything we do in a normal day except courtney didn't have to go to school and i didn't have to go to work so it was still up eight o'clock go run work out come back make breakfast hang out for a bit go to the beach chill have a hour-long conversation of what you want to go eat i don't know i'm pretty comfortable here cool me too (laughs) you sound Uh, like a blast to go on a vacation with now (laughs) well i'm great i don't know it wasn't really a vacation it doesn't sound like it (laughs) oh yeah we just went to the beach and hung out we do it every year so at this point it's not really like something crazy we do and then we're fortunate enough that her family as a house so we don't have to it's not like oh we got to save up and go to the beach and make a vacation out of it it's just yeah you want to go three hours to the beach and not do shit yeah like, yeah yeah why not shut down for a little bit not yeah
0: to be responsible for anything pretty much now i'm real i'm real basic when it goes uh, when it comes to uh, like a myrtle beach vacation there's literally like a checklist of three things i want to do there's like a, there's places i like eating and there's one and it's like i just want to play putt putt at least once don't care where it is it's like just want to play it once <laughs> that's that's my only shit it's like that because I, I know we're gonna because there's like some of the basics so it's like i know we're gonna go to the main strip so it's like i know i'm gonna go to the gay dolphin i know i'm gonna put my head in those those little random shops i know we're gonna go to broadway so we're gonna go to all that little shit so it's like don't even ask i don't even worry about doing all that because it's like i know this is gonna wind up happening but it's like there's certain places i like to eat i just want to play putt putt once it's so much fun (laughs) is myrtle
1: beach one of those towns where if you've been there more than three days you've been there too long
0: yeah in my eyes (laughs) to me three days is perfect because the first day you get in like the first full day you have you want to do everything you know And then the second day is the, now you just want to go and eat everywhere. Right. And then day three is usually the pack up and leave day. And then on that pack up and leave day, what you do is you pack up the car and then you wear your swim trunks underneath and your tank top. And then you go chill on the beach for a little while after you've checked out from the hotel. You waste the rest of the day away at the beach and then you go, okay, it's time to go home. And then you hop in the car and go home. You got it down <laughs> to a T. <laughs> well, if you, if you beach plan- trip master. <laughs> well, if you just plan it out slightly, it's like you, you wind up, people burn themselves out when they go on a vacation. They really do. So it's like you have to kind of plan it out and be like, you know, look, let's not try to do everything in one day. It's still going to be here. We're still going to have here a couple days. Let's just let's take our time and do our shit. You know, it's like I like to do the shopping stuff on the last day. Like if we're gonna do any sort of shopping, I want that to be the last day, as I want everything prior to be, oh shit, that looks like really good food, let's get it, or ah, oh, that's a fun experience, let's go do that. Last thing I want to do is wind up wasting my money buying shit and then later on going, oh man, yeah, really, it'd be nice to get that to eat or oh I'm you know oh that was a fun experience, but ah, oh, that's just that's a life. little over my price
1: range now. You drop the uh, big bucks on the very last day and just kind of save up uh, the next
2: couple of days leading up to it.
0: Or not even.
2: There's it's not like, really shit to buy in Myrtle Beach, though, really.
0: Especially this last time going into it. There's a shit ton to
2: buy, but there's not... not well, but it's all oh, the same shit. Exactly,
1: but nothing I want to buy or anything like that.
2: Or it's a lot would. of copy-paste of putting one store, like, like every fucking outlet mall, every boardwalk, Broadway, whatever. It's just the same thing.
0: Yep. It is. and then
2: we'll add better restaurants or whatever, but
0: and, and that's why I said when it comes down to shopping stuff I like having that as the last day thing because hell last time I went the things I wound up spending money on was like at Broadway I went to the quickie Mart, you know, and I had to get a little donut. I got some pins You know, I got a couple things there, but it's like that's the, you can't get that anywhere else That was an experience, right? But then you go in the little rock and roll shop and And they're selling a Kiss record for $35 and you're going, nah, I can go on Amazon or I can go to Repo Record down on Commonwealth Avenue at Repo Record on Instagram and pick that shit up for $20, you know? So it's like, why am I spending 15 more dollars at a place at the beach? It's like, it's not worth it. So I would rather spend my money on some good food and some fun experiences. And there's only like a couple, maybe
1: one or two little uh, uh, spots like that. For you that you, have, that you see on a consistent basis when you go over there, like restaurant-wise and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, there, there's a little breakfast. There's a couple little breakfast spots I found. Uh, there's one that I've gone to more recently, but there's still a few. Like, my grandfather took me to this one place that was really nice. And past few times, we've gone to this one place called, uh, I think, Plantation, I think. I'm not quite sure. I've got a photo of it, and I've got it saved in my Google that way when I'm in the area. I'm like, that's what it is. Uh-huh. And outside that, as I mentioned, Pier 14, I like that restaurant, but that's tied to kid memories and going to the beach as right. a child and my parents going there to eat and everything else. And, and there's still a certain dirtiness and grittiness to the place because it's, it's, supposed, it's supposed to be like a nicer kind of restaurant, like a restaurant on the pier. You know, you're supposed to at least wear a button up and some khakis, you know, when you go, you know, at least grandpa it up a little bit. Of right. course, of course, I never did. Grandpa, up. <laughs> well, you know, just think about the typical no, grandpa totally that's at Myrtle Beach. <laughs> just grandpa, it up a little bit. Yeah. But that's you know the kind of atmosphere, nicer wear. A no, je- I totally get You know, it. jeans and a button-up kind of thing. But the bar still allows you to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and the bar is part of the main dining room area Interesting. so it's like there's still a certain kind of like dirty atmosphere to it that's still kind of cool but they still serve really nice food but it's like it's South Carolina law you can smoke at the bar if they allow you and they still allow you
2: you know what else is South Carolina law you don't you're not required to wear a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. And those guys yeah. are fucking retards. <laughs> that is one thing
0: I like about North Carolina is that you can't smoke indoors. I don't know. That, that, that doesn't really bother me, even though I'm not really a smoker anymore. Unless you're, like, blowing it right in my face. It doesn't really bother me. Or, like, when anytime we go to Atlanta, it's just, like, everybody's just
1: smoking indoors and yeah. things like that, too. and It's just, like... <laughs> just inhale so much where it's like where's the next pack of cigarettes I'll start smoking too you know are you that receptive to secondhand smoke no it's just one of those deals where it's like oh man now I just want cigarettes so it's peer when pressure I'm just, yeah a little bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't succumb to peer pressure man I've been better
1: I've been better about that that was the one thing about Atlanta I was real bad about like uh, planning ahead for cigarettes before going down
0: there <laughs> you were I remember that for a minute There, the, the...
1: <laughs> well Oh. I don't know, because everybody was just chain-smoking whatever, and...
2: I, no one was chain-smoking. Oh,
1: everybody was fucking chain-smoking. <laughs> or at least it felt like everybody was chain-smoking. I can understand. The there
2: so might I have been a cigarette lit at all times, but not one individual was there chain-smoking.
1: Well, <laughs> a cigarette was being... At least two or three were being lit at all times. Yeah. <laughs>
0: in that tiny little space. I didn't know Mikey was looking for the exact definition of chain smoking right there. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> do you know the exact definition of chain smoking? No,
1: I know what you're talking what about, is it? but it felt like when you're just like just puffing away just all fucking night or whatever. What what
0: is the exact definition of chain smoking? Like I said, just puffing up, just going at one after another just all night. Technically, it's when you light your next cigarette with your current cigarette and continue smoking. Cuz yeah. it's a chain but I was, that's what i'm getting at that kind of similar. Pace. yeah <laughs> your hand gestures seemed as if it was like one after the other instead right. of connecting come them. to think of it never mind what <laughs> nope you gotta say it now you know i don't let that shit slide no <laughs>
2: <laughs> all
0: right fine you're maybe saving the brand <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't worry about it
2: <laughs> so decent trip overall just how long did you stay two days uh sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday six oh. days
0: and how that oh, wasn't wow. too long
2: like i said we just did everything we do at home only we were at the beach
0: yeah i don't know that just seems like that would get boring after a while yeah we were talking about
2: how it gets it's boring like, at home too so it <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. was fun Mikey swooping in with the positivity there <laughs> <laughs> you get boring anywhere if you're, uh, you're staying long enough <laughs> Lord. I wasn't bored. You weren't bored? No. I don't think she was bored. (laughs) She's playing video games all the time. I know, I was going to (laughs) say. Lord have mercy.
0: Well, one of the things that we do bring up from time to time is the fact that we have a voicemail hotline number, and that number is 513 463 7439 in a fun little segment called What's on Your Mind? Guys, we have not had this segment in a minute, so I'm actually really glad that we've got a few voicemails to sift through. Now, uh, through the voicemail app that I have, usually it shows a little transcription. Uh, This one does not. So let's just kind of dive into it and see what this guy has to say.
3: Hey, man, yeah, uh, I just want to tell you, uh, I've seen a couple, uh, or I've been listening to a couple of them them podcasts you've been doing. uh, It's pretty good and all. But, you know, y'all talk too much about KISS, man. Why don't, why don't you talk about uh, scorpions? Scorpions rocked a lot harder. They rock like a hurricane.
2: <laughs>
0: so apparently we talked too much about KISS and so we should talk more about scorpions because they rock like a hurricane. I mean, I know dick about the scorpions. I'm I know, Me neither. <laughs> And unfortunately for that, I, I really have nothing much to say about that caller. Yeah, really. Hey, <laughs> I say if you leave us a message, we'll put you on the show and it's, it's on the fucking show. <laughs> so what?
2: But well, we let's talk, to... talk about actual scorpions. How badass are those? How bad are the actual. <laughs> the only thing. The only
0: thing I know about scorpions is the Spider-Man villain, Scorpion.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Scorpions have eight legs, making yeah. them a, um, a nasty little. What's arachnids. the words? racking There you go. <laughs> Got those little tails. Do they and those and claws. The, and they rock you like a hurricane. And they rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> now let's talk about Scorpion King. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Specifically, Scorpion King 2, Rise of a Warrior on Blu-ray. There was a second
1: <laughs> one? <laughs> yeah. Was it still The Rock?
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah? What? I don't know. Huh? Never seen it. I don't it.
1: remember this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, continue with the Um <laughs> uh, as,
0: as I mentioned at the top of the show, Cap actually saw half of Kiss last night. I did. And a whole bunch of Tommy Thayer, apparently. I, I don't want to know what that means. I, I do want to know what that means. We'll find out in a minute. Uh, but we put the call out to people to be like, hey tell cap how much of a fucking hypocrite he is after
1: talking so much talking so much shit (laughs) i
0: proudly did not see focus when they were in town i did not ask for free tickets I did not do anything. I did not even entertain the $20 lawn seats.
1: Mine were offered, so why the fuck not? Well, that's fine.
0: But <laughs> I, I happily played Smash Bros with my bros. Uh, Mikey,
2: Owen. Smash Bros for life. Yes. Smash Bros. Oh, now it just sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why, that's, that's why I first like that.
0: Good job. Welcome to the joke. Thanks. All right, so <laughs> so we've got Brian... Uh, from October, he called in to let Cap know what he thought. Oh, what up, Brian?
3: Hi, uh, uh, this is Brian from October. I'm in Salisbury, North Carolina, commenting on Cap going to see Kiss. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to leave my name. Well, I said to leave my name, didn't it? Okay. I'm a lifelong Kiss fan. Uh, they appeal about half as much with me uh, when they don't have Ace. And I know Paul's voice is kinda gone and maybe they're using backing tracks. But hell yeah, if I had a chance to go, I'd go. You know, it's still you know, twenty five or thirty of the best rock and roll you'll ever hear. It's loud as hell. The songs are all about fucking. You know, shit's blowing up, blood is being spat and uh fire is being breathed and shit I'm go I'd go if I had a chance in a heartbeat. So I have at it, Cap. More power to you. I'm going to see Queen in a couple weeks, and you know I get so tired of hearing, uh, you know it's the it's not Freddie bullshit. You know Brian May's my god, uh, so I'm going to see it, and I have no shame about it. You know sometimes you just got to let the politics go and let the music take you away. All right, that's it. Later. All
0: right, thank you, Brian, for that insightful right? commentary on all that. That's actually something interesting. We've not really gone down that rabbit hole. So before uh, you tell us about the show, let's kind of use those two as comparisons. Current Kiss versus Current Queen.
1: It's different with Queen because uh, Freddie Mercury is dead and uh, they have to, uh, there's no like, um, I and with Kiss, everybody's still alive. So um, I don't know if the dynamic there is as different as that as far as
0: uh, the appeal as well, well because Freddie was so iconic as well yeah so if you if we want to go down that sort of mind frame of okay it's due to a death it's, as much as I love Ace you look at any of his live shows recently he doesn't play well no Peter he is way too old to play I mean he was having you know issues during the reunion tour with his muscles and his joints you know and that was damn near 20 years ago so at this point, it's like those two, not to sound extremely harsh, are kind of musically dead. It's like they're still right. alive. They're still, you know, contributing, but it's like when it comes down to providing a huge rock and roll show, they're just kind of not up to the task anymore. Exactly. So it would be, so it's kind of maybe that same mindset of it's not that they're just not there anymore. It's just they can't anymore. And this is the, Best
1: version I'm going to see of Kiss in this present day, and I've never seen them leading up to this.
0: Yeah, and but, but that couldn't pop, that maybe probably couldn't be said for Queen because they Queen never really maybe had a down period with Freddie. Uh, and uh, the guy they got right now is uh,
1: supposedly Adam Lambert. I Adam think. Lambert is supposedly, you know up there with Freddy's Range and everything, too, or performs that uh, register a lot better than uh, folks that they had leading up to it. They had Paul Rogers from Bad Company. I know, I remember that. You remember?
0: Yeah, that was odd. Well, it's almost <laughs> just
1: as odd having someone
0: from American Idol.
1: And I don't... Yeah, but somebody that's kind of famous, I guess,
0: that kind of helps build the uh, draw a little bit, you know? I, th- I think the only sort of famous that comes from that is a general soccer mom to use it you know basic knowledge you know the the people that watch a you know abc show on a you know fucking you know thursday night right that audience knows a little bit more about it now
1: but what about uh i guess uh makes me think of the acdc uh scenario where they had to uh replace brian johnson for a tour and uh they had to have a high-caliber name in order to move tickets, so they wound up with Axl Rose, which sold like a motherfucker, too.
0: I don't know. I, I just maybe don't see Adam Lambert as being such a high-caliber name. And exactly. I don't even know who Adam Lambert
1: is. Right. He's definitely not as famous as Axl Rose for an ACDC or anything the, like that. The
0: only reason I know who Adam Lambert is is because he was... Because, you know, every so often... because. I'll say it. The early seasons of American Idol, I actually watched it, like with the ones that had like Clay Aiken and Rupert Studdard on it. Right. Shit. I actually watched those seasons, and I think the last season I watched is the one that had Daughtry on it. Yeah, and these were all. The- and so, with every season, they usually tried to throw in the one rock and roll kid. Right. And know, Adam Lambert
1: to- was that kid.
0: In he that was season. that kid in that season, and he made it to the semifinals, and he performed. Let's take a full circle with Kiss. He he did a thing where he's saying uh, he started it out with Beth, and then the whole band comes out and does a version of like Detroit Rock City. I think into Rock and Roll All Night. Huh? And Adam was taking like different verses, you know, from Paul, and it's it was actually kind of embarrassing having him sing, sing right next to Paul, <laughs> and I, I having bet. this guy like completely go woo. <laughs> yeah, we'll now, get to of, that in a little bit too. Oh damn! <laughs> so, and so that so that was kind of interesting. So that's the only reason I even know who the kid is, and I think that's the only reason. When I saw that he was performing with Queen I didn't immediately go "What the fuck because even in his auditioning into trying to become the next American Idol he was already wearing his rock and roll roots on his sleeve you right. know so I, so that that's to me seemed pretty cool so I, I can't really judge him for it It's like at the end of the day it's like if your heart's in the right place go for it. I just it's hard for me to do that with KISS though and maybe it's a little bit different also because they're promoting it as I don't know why but for some reason (laughs) What's happening? I don't know why but no matter what I do with this microphone and no matter how unsensitive I make it make it to where you can lean back as far as you want you still breathe into that motherfucking thing (laughs) and you're not even a heavy breather that's the thing. I paid it's attention. Hot you're mic. not a. It's not even a hot mic. It's only with him. Weird. <laughs> it is weird. Chill. You're you're fine. I, I've set this up now to where you can just chill. Sorry for the random jump cut on that, guys. I just <laughs> I'm just listening, and I've got headphones in, and I hear what you guys are hearing, and I'm just like ah. <laughs> I w-
1: what were we talking about? We're talking Adam about... Adam Lambert. About, yeah. Uh,
0: it, it feels a little bit different with me on that because they promote it as queen with Adam Lambert. Right. They, they don't really hide behind it. It feels like with Kiss, they still try to hide behind it because they literally put the guys in the makeup. But
1: what you, with Kiss, what do you do? What do you call it? Gene, Paul, and You don't Tommy call Mer- it
0: anything else. You just either give them new makeup or take the makeup
1: off. And, uh... Speaking of uh, that little uh, the weirdness of uh, Eric Singer being uh, Peter Chris, when they played Beth last night, they had a piano rolled up. Yep. And do we know if Eric Singer knows how to play piano? That that was a topic on the boards yeah. for a little bit. So All right, so, we'll,
0: so we'll go ahead and get into that. Did um, so you saw Kiss last night? Yeah. Um, at the what PNC Arena? PNC, yeah. Uh. What, decent-sized crowd? It was packed, dude. Really? It was, like,
1: super packed, and uh, the guy that hooked me up uh, works with uh, AC Entertainment and is uh affiliate with Live Nation, Yeah. and he looked at the numbers for uh, the event and everything, too, and uh, I asked him if there were tickets given out or anything like that, and he just said, and he's like, no, this is all legit. People, they they drew. It was packed,
0: and we were up in the, the lawn, and it was still, like, just, like, completely crowded. Nice. Uh, did the, uh, did you guys, ha- were you guys like early on getting in or just like kind of like the We got in there?
1: right as the painter was wrapping up. Okay. That's what I was getting <laughs> to. It's like, I was wondering
0: if the, if the painter was actually doing his thing or not. Yeah, uh, We, uh, we timed it out just right. I think. <laughs> yeah. Cause it seemed like, uh, he wasn't doing all the dates with them. He was only doing some of them. Like he, he would be scheduled to do it, and then like by the time doors would open and everything else, he wouldn't have time anymore or whatever.
1: Yeah, we got into a, a debate over uh, the fact that KISS isn't bringing out an actual rock and roll band as an opener. They, they didn't have versus, any openers. Yeah, no openers. But at the same time, uh, a lot of these legacy acts hardly ever have uh, opening acts, but everybody wants to give KISS this, uh, put them on this pedestal now, where it's like, they should be the band that brings the young bands out and stuff
0: like that, you know? but They did that? All those years. Exactly. It's like, this is their glory tour, quote unquote. So at least that's what they're calling
1: it. Yeah, a lot of these uh, bands that draw these kind of uh, peck the, these arenas don't need an opening act, and if they do, it's somebody that paid a lot of money to half the time. Oh yeah, that's all. That's all <laughs> buy on. That, that's
0: not. Oh, these guys, they just hadn't had a fair shake. We're gonna put. We're gonna pick them up. We're gonna put. No, it's hey. If you want to open for us, it's this amount of money. You want to put that much on the line? Okay, great. We're friends now. We're on tour together. And nine times out of ten, it doesn't work out in favor for them. No, they're playing in that same spot that Painter was, where people are filing in to see the main band, and you're finishing up your shit. And I'm sure a Painter is way cheaper to pay than a... uh, Than a... Full on band. Too. Oh, absolutely. It's one person. Yep. It's not a crew. It's not a band of three to four or five people plus their, you know, stagehands, management, road crew, whatever that band may have. Hell, so even the most basic of bands would have at least four or five other people with them, including the band for right. merch. Loading in, loading out, because if you're doing all those shows, that's a little bit different than a little rock band, you know, playing the milestone, you know, once a weekend where you load your own shit in and out, you're playing every fucking night, you need your rest, you're going to hire some people to move your shit for you, (laughs) you know, so it's like you're going to naturally have people say, yeah, that's a lot less people to have to pay for, you know, but at the same token... The, that main band isn't thinking about how many people do they have to pay for. You're buying on the tour. They're yep. not paying you at all.
1: Yeah, you're paying them.
0: Yeah, so, that, so that's almost kind of a null argument. It's more or less a, it's easier for that painter to do it yep. than it is for a full band to buy on and put that much money on the line. It's like when Metallica
1: takes out uh, Jim Brewer. Exactly. For their shows cutting costs and uh Styx is doing it with
0: Larry the Cable Guy.
2: No shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that one a few times. I'd, that's an odd one. I what what is it with these legacy artists?
1: It's getting wild outside. I know. I was about to say it's like that wasn't a firework. <laughs> it's, it's too bright outside to be fireworked right now.
0: I, I I don't get it with these legacy acts having like these very odd openers like that. A painter, comedians. Or just, like, don't do it at all. I've seen uh, plenty of concerts where it
1: was legacy acts that just didn't have them at all, and the legacy acts would just do, like, uh, two sets. Yeah,
0: I mean, they even that's pretty fun to me. Yeah. All right, so that painter cleans up his mess, rolls up his shit, and boogies off stage. We're walking around,
1: and uh, we see Ricky Rackman just kind of walk up. Yeah. And uh, my buddy looks at him. He says, he has that look on his face like that says, is that? And I look at him, and I go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ricky Ratman was just hanging out. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. He hangs out at a lot of these shows. I think we saw him in, like, Motorhead, and uh, I think I saw him at a Steel Panther show at one point, too.
0: He was at that uh, dancing show we were at, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he moved down here a few years ago. Nice. But, he yeah, and... Uh, Ricky Ratman, uh, The he was one of the uh, video DJs on MTV for a while. He did, like, Headbangers Ball and shit like
1: that. Oh, word. Yeah. But, uh... No, I just kind of went there knowing exactly what it was going to be and actually looked up the set list earlier in the yeah. week. And uh, kind Of course, of, that didn't change. No, of course it did It was like the exact same one as the uh, the, the first leg. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear any backing tracks or anything like that when Paul started singing
0: because you can tell when his voice was given out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's kind of the change on that one a little bit. So... That's me leaning you back, not just moving your own <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> um, so if you pay attention to like the Kiss page and shit, the, the live clips they've posted, it's literally instrumentals or Gene singing a song. They've not posted yep. anything of Paul singing a song. Interesting. The reason being is they have changed, and this is in conspiracy shit. It is really getting wild out there. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. That's like the fourth gunshot in like the past two minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> what do you mean, oh? <laughs> what, what did you think was
1: happening out there? No, 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 no. I'm just sitting here just going like, just wondering how wild it is out there. But anyway, with Kiss.
0: <laughs> yeah. Continue. Sorry for getting so off track. It's in between Mikey breathing in the microphone and gunshots outside. It's hard to record this episode. <laughs> I just want to talk about Kiss. Uh... They've done something different now because of how many people recording these shows and put them in online, they're able to sync the audio tracks and be like, Paul's voice is not changing at all. It's exactly the same. You can say all day long, it looks like he's singing, but he's not. So what he started doing is changing up which verses he sings. Yeah, just here and there. Mm-hmm. So like Detroit Rock City, he sings all of that up to the... Um, uh first what so you've got first verse get up everybody's gonna move their feet get down everybody's gonna leave that seat Do you next line in that is moving fast doing 95 isn't it uh yes but uh i definitely noticed
1: that with i was made for loving you yeah i was definitely watching for that like in the screens and everything too my friend uh that was with me was watching for that too and he goes like uh, the little bridge part when he goes, can't get enough was a little too consistent.
0: Yeah. Even at that little register, pre-recorded register, that was convincing. See, and you guys were at a slight disadvantage with where I was sitting last time I saw Kiss because, again, they weren't using any backing tracks. But... I was really close to the monitors or like the big speakers that pump pump everything out. Yeah. And that's when I could hear like the big bomb noises because they of course put the bomb noises through the uh, PA. Right. So that's why I was sitting here and that's the only reason I was even slightly tempted to go is to try to get seats kind of close to the speaker again because I would be able to hear that slight change between a live vocal and that pre-recorded shit and it would be right next to that speaker.
1: And being on the line you really couldn't uh, find a
0: spot to point all those little things out. No, not really. How, the sh- how far the sh- back were you guys? Because I saw a few different posts and like John Hayes from Tremont, he was uh, he posted a photo on his Instagram. It seemed like he was really far back and that did not seem enjoyable at all. Yeah, we were pretty far up on the lawn but
1: uh, we kind of got up a little closer to like the where the, uh, the base of it was. Uh, Before it became uh, seated and everything, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's still lawn. Yeah, but it still wasn't a bad spot. And and the thing about the Kiss show is it still projects, yeah, well enough to where it's enjoyable from afar as well. Was it raining at all? Uh, It did. Leading up to it, like it was just really just it was just humid and muggy over there. Because
0: someone posted a clip of uh, them playing. I don't think it was Love Gun. Uh, is it uh I was made for loving you when he flies back because I know yeah. he flies out for love gun does he fly back flies, during flies uh,
1: back for I was made for loving you okay yeah.
0: so someone posted a clip of him flying back and it
1: looked like it was raining Nah, I think it was just just mucky because it was just really humid last night too Got it, it was just it's just North Carolina in the summer is brutal <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird and uh, knowing that watching kiss was impressive because the makeup did not run at all oh no they're masters of that <laughs> shit now man. And to their credit, they were moving around just fine with all of that on in that humidity.
0: Well, I mean, in a situation like that, a stage is almost its own ecosystem. There I was, mean, we, we've experienced that even in our smaller stages. You know, the stage of the milestone feels very different. As soon as you step off stage, after playing for a few minutes, it's like a stage is kind of its own ecosystem, its own weather profile. So Pretty much. I'm sure they've got enough fans and shit out there that's helping with all that. There was
1: one moment where uh, Gene walks over to a guy that uh, fires a little bit of dry ice under him. (laughs) or that's what it looks like. (laughs) I'm sitting here watching it going like, is Gene Gene Simmons as a robot?
0: (laughs) getting pumped up with something. One of the uh, one of the cool aspects I'm glad they brought back on this tour was Sam T Serpent. The uh the really big snake on the Oh uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, the mic stand.
0: And no, it's not a mic stand. Uh Or
1: it's like a little well, it was a stand it was a serpent something uh stand that I saw. I don't know if it was the uh What are
0: you talking about then? Sam T Serpent. It's exactly what you were saying. It's okay. just not a microphone stand. That's all I was saying. Oh, gotcha. it is. He is on a pole. He's wrapped around a pole okay. and, and he shoots out like dry ice sometimes and shit. They, that was an original thing they had on the Love Gun tour, but they recreated it for this tour. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I definitely recognize that too. So, overall, though, uh, aside from. Uh, now, what did you mean by seeing a lot of Tommy Thayer? I was mean, his spandex just really tight or something? He did, he, and he did the entire
1: Ace Frehley solo and uh, Note for Note from Alive, too. And uh, my, my buddy that was with me wasn't expecting that, too. He's just like, he is just Ace Frehley Note for Note, isn't he? Like He like he was just kind of weirded out by it. I'm like, yeah, yeah he's been doing this for years. <laughs> it just went on for a long time, too. But he did the little rocket thing at the end of uh, his guitar, and he had a flying V, of all things. yeah. And it looked pretty cool, but he I mean, did. Wait, a flying V? Usually, yeah. Paul
0: has the V. He has an Explorer and a uh, Gibson. He has a, he had a V
1: for uh, two songs, and he did the you know, the mock Ace freely solo. With was it a white line. one or a blue yeah, it was, one? It was a,
0: it was a silver one. It was Shit. a reflective one, too. It looked pretty cool, too. I was going to say, I want to see that now. <laughs> <laughs> I may not like him as a guitarist, but I've seen some of his guitars, and he has got he had a uh, silver Gibson one time, and it looked slick. I mean,
1: to Tommy's credit, he played the uh, 80s songs pretty well.
0: And that's the thing. It's like, Tommy is a good guitarist, and from all accounts, seems like a good guy. Yeah. It just... That's just so hard to swallow, him wearing the makeup and acting like the guy. And and that's why I said earlier, if they just took the makeup off, I would be cool with it. Because it would genuinely be Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer. I love Eric Singer as a drummer. He is a fantastic drummer. But ah, seeing him in Peter's makeup is just hard to swallow.
1: Yeah, he did Black Diamond and he did Beth. and And I think he's
0: a good singer.
1: Oh, he's a great singer. The Beth thing is a little odd, though. With the piano, just in the out there in the middle of it, and the piano that you hear sounds like the exact piano track from Destroyer. <laughs> so they had all the symphony uh, arrangements in it too in the mm-hmm.
0: PA. Well, so do you catch the references in that? No. Okay. So there, there's a few little undertone references, and this. the only thing I've kind of enjoyed about this tour is they really have thrown in a little bit of fan service to different things is um that whole setup is a tribute to the Paul Lynn special because it's Peter Chris on the piano in that video too isn't it and what happens at the end of that video I mean, they Pete, they all come out walk around the piano and Gene puts his hand on Peter's shoulder and they
1: totally did at the end
0: of this one they too. did the exact movements Tommy kind of leans down on the piano and kind of stares at him Paul's just kind of standing there clapping Gene puts his hand on Peter's or Eric's shoulder <laughs> yeah so it's like
1: it was a total tribute to the Paul Lynn special okay cuz Peter didn't play piano on that one either,
0: probably. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, now I'm not mad anymore.
0: <laughs> Damn it, now I could have enjoyed that a little more with context. Now I, know I didn't what... even think about that. Now, I know with the uh, way C set up, it's kind of limited. Did they do the riser thing at the end of Rock and Roll All Night? They did. Okay, I was wondering how they were going to be able to pull that off with the way it's set up. I mean, it was... It's,
1: it, was, it was still uh, elevated really high. It wasn't uh, high enough where you could put Gene on the uh, on the uh, wires or anything like that. Though. No,
0: no. So during God of Thunder, he just does the lift up yeah. thing. Okay. So at the end of Rock and Roll Night, what I'm talking about is they had these scissor lifts that they Tommy and Gene would walk into, and they, and they, they would lift. do. They would go like that out into the audience.
2: Uh, was
1: it more? I should have taken videos. I took no videos last night.
0: No, if they stayed only on the stage. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that. That wasn't the full setup because they had these lifts that were part of like the lighting truss. I, yeah, I
1: think they just went straight up.
0: Okay, yeah, no. Certain ones at certain uh, venues, these lighting trusses come down and they're part of a big connecting arm on both sides of the stage. Right. Gene and Tommy get on top of them. And they start doing like this.
1: Where they just kind of come out towards the audience. Yeah, it kind of it
0: does like a big semicircle like that, and then they come back around.
1: Yeah, I've seen that on a few of the uh, YouTube videos that have been circulating.
0: Did they do that at this one? No, they, oh, just, okay. they just went straight up. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? Okay, this is the only thing that annoys me about you. You saw this last night, and you said, I think. <laughs> Right, so this me. is a big moment of the show. They're, they either came out into the audience or they did not. <laughs> Where is the I think in this? <laughs>
1: We're well, well, doing rock and roll all night. That's when you partly think, oh, great, cool. I get to hear this song finally slash... Uh, how long is it going to take for us to get out of here with the traffic
0: <laughs> but <laughs> you, you know stayed. For the, but did you stay for the full song I stayed
1: for the full for the full song
0: then my question isn't that hard they either went out into the audience or they did not they didn't they <laughs> okay. didn't go out into the audience okay thank you yes <laughs> I, say, been, I know what you're talking I've been, about. I've been personally working with you on your indecisiveness, and that's a big one. It's like you literally saw it last night. That's a that's not a tiny detail. They either went into it or they did not. So there wasn't full no, Kiss. <laughs> there was no I think. What did you see? <laughs> I, it was still full on Kiss, though. Oh, I'm sure the, it was. That though. was
1: the great thing about it. It was still full and on Kiss. And did you enjoy yourself? I did. Good. I got to hear really some matters. of my favorite rock and roll songs performed by Paul and Jean.
0: Mainly by Gene. <laughs> <laughs> did a lot of uh, did a lot of '80s songs too. Really, I figured I thought the only ones they had in the set was like "Lick It Up." Um, they did "Lick
1: It Up." They did "War Machine." They did.
0: I keep forgetting that's technically an '80s song. Yeah. See, and also when I refer to '80s Kiss, I always Hair think non non makeup Kiss. Okay. Like, but War Machine totally counts as an '80s song, though. You're right. You're right. What but about, "I Love It Loud"? Does that count too? I mean, it's off the same, it's off the same album. Same album
1: so, yeah, <laughs> the entire album. But yeah, they did a lot of the 80s stuff. They did Heavens on Fire. Uh,
0: and you know that little woe. With the, oh yeah, I forgot they cut out the woe. Yeah, I, I
1: remember now. Yeah. I was
0: about to say, you know that woe is pre-recorded, but I forget they just lead it in from another song. Like they're in the song. Yeah. You know, like they'll...
1: Bum. pretty much and then they did like a little breakdown of like won't get fooled again in between verses and stuff oh wait i think they did oh, they that, did that, that up. yeah they did yeah. that they've
0: done that for a long time they've just expanded it out and made it bigger yeah that's one
1: thing uh, my buddy was telling me too where he's just like did you have you seen the videos from this tour paul stanley comes out in the audience i'm like he's been doing that for 20 years <laughs> he's been doing that since the reunion tour <laughs> yeah. yeah he's a casual he's the casual kiss fan and uh he and i used to uh, do a radio show together where we would play a lot of Kiss. I would bring a lot of Kiss songs in and he would become a fan by proxy,
0: kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Was there? So it seems like overall you had a positive experience. Was there any? I'm not fishing for this sort of thing, but was there any sort of negative to really be pulled from it aside from just the odd Eric moment? Because I can just see that not sitting well with a lot of casual fans.
1: you can hear Paul's. I mean, you could definitely hear Paul's actual voice coming in and out on certain songs. Yeah, because
0: it's definitely mixed. He's not entirely pre-recorded. There's definitely a mix.
1: Yeah, he still let it out there a little bit. And I expected that too. So my expectations on Paul's abilities were going to be lowered anyway. But that being said, he's still moving like a fucking maniac and, you know, still doing his raps. Yeah. His voice was just like gone
0: when he was talking, like doing his raps too. It's like, listen, Charlotte, (laughs) I want to know. Oh, and I saw that video you posted and it's, it's always funny. And it's, and I'm not just, dis- and I'm not saying this is a slight because for the fact they even took time to do it is cool, but I wonder how many people think that Paul genuinely remembered what that first venue was. Right, I forget what the name of it was. I have to look look at the video again. It's like you know, there's teleprompters. They've toured with teleprompters for a long time. They, they literally put the names of places like that on that teleprompter because these bands tour a different city in a different state every single night. They're not going to remember where the hell they are. So they have that little bit of information on either their set lists or now with technology the way it is on their little teleprompters. And Paul's reading that off the thing because one of their archivists pulled the info and they provide a little info for each city.
1: Yeah, I didn't know they were using the teleprompters like as, you know, raps or whatever like that. Well, they too. probably don't
0: use it for raps, but I guarantee you in Paul, like during that moment, the guy just throws up first venue, this name, this just date. Little, yeah, it was like a little uh, pow, uh, little PowerPoint. Yeah, little, he, uh, yeah, I'm, points. Sure, yeah I'm sure <laughs> they put like little bullet point information. Paul did not remember that. No, it's funny because like before uh, Dr. Love, he's talking about,
1: I know it's hot. I know we got all these Bombs, but we also have Dr. Love! <laughs> like, it might have busted at that moment because I remember that moment from the show last night. Me and my buddy were like, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Out of all his raps throughout the years, that's what he had for Dr. Love. Or like I somebody messed hot.
1: up on the teleprompter or he just blanked. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we have this and uh, fuck it, let's go into Dr. Love! <laughs> i really hope someone has video of that i want to hear that i do too (laughs) good lord Um, and i don't feel any regret on it i know there was a like even mom like a few months ago she was trying to throw me on that whole guilt trip of like if you don't go see them you're gonna regret it but you've already seen them i saw this i saw the same lineup before exactly
1: it's like if kiss you know cheated and tours one more time I won't feel compelled to go see him one more time either, you know?
0: No. And if, and the thing is, is like, again, as much as I love Ace, even if Ace comes around, it's like, if the tickets are more than 25 or $30, no, probably won't go. Cause to me, his show is worth 20 or $25. At this st- yeah, in this stage in the game, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, so it's like as much as I even love that guy, it's like I'm not gonna bend over backwards, it's like I'm not gonna go, Hey, let's go to Pittsburgh to see Ace Fraley. It's <laughs> like no, it's like, oh shit, he's in Charlotte, what do you know? And huh, tickets are twenty dollars? I might try to go to that. I don't know
1: if I'll drive to Greensboro to see Ace Fraley.
0: <laughs> I'll buy his records. <laughs> yeah, really. I'll I'll do that shit, but seeing them live is a little bit of a different story.
1: I'll open for them.
0: Oh hell yeah! Got to <laughs> buy onto that shit though. Yeah. Has there, Mikey? Because of course you had nothing to really input this entire time because it was Kiss and you couldn't give <laughs> two shits about Kiss. Has <laughs> there ever uh, been a concert that you just wound up not going to that? Now looking back on it, you're like, I should have just fucking went to that.
2: Yeah, Carolina Rebellion. Uh, last year the Scorpions were headlining one night. <laughs> <laughs> And I really wanted to go see the Scorpions. Damn it. <laughs> then
0: we would have had something to talk about. <laughs> we could have appealed to that one guy. I know it.
1: Burgeon <laughs> Taylor's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> oh, all I got. And again, guys, if you got anything to provide for the voicemail, so can give us a call at 513-463-7439, and you will make it on the show. But no, seriously, Mikey, has there been any shows that, or was it Carolina Rebellion for real?
2: Oh, that was a serious one. I do like the Scorpions and decent amount well they're probably gonna
0: still tour again i'm talking about maybe like a show that either this band doesn't tour again Um, or they just don't tour much i have one or it wound up being like your favorite album in the
2: end and it was for that tour um there's there's a few i can't remember like exact dates or venues but there's a lot of a lot of overseas bands that just don't come over much Mm -hmm. and so there's this one band, um Gus G's band. Oh. He played with Ozzy Firewind. Firewind, yeah. They came to Atlanta once and this was years and years ago and I was just like, Oh man, I can't I can't go to that. I don't have any money, I'm a poor high school student. Yeah, yeah. my parents aren't going to let me drive to Atlanta by myself, and I was like, Ah, maybe they'll be back, but I know. they don't play music anymore, so they're oh, not coming damn. back.
1: What sucks <laughs> is that like so many of our like favorite bands are touring at the same time. Ta- at the same time now, you have to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I say we wound up not making it to that Hank von Hell show.
1: Yeah, I feel bad about that, but it's one of those deals where it's like. A Tuesday in Atlanta is pretty rough. <laughs>
0: yeah. And <laughs> it completely slipped my mind by the time it was like passed through. You brought it up yesterday, and I was like, oh, shit, that was... I had to come back and play a show that Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. That, that that And that's why I was like, you want to do an all-nighter on that? And you're like, well... I'm like, you really don't. <laughs> we've done it twice. I know. But I'm just sitting here going, I'm like, I know you really don't
1: I want to do it. that. I know. It's like, we've done it twice, and that's probably enough. <laughs> Unless we're touring or whatever. For me, I, I'll, I'll
2: never get to see Motorhead. That's true. That sucks. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I had one of those at uh, Carolina Rebellion a couple years ago. Uh, we left uh, before Soundgarden was going to go on. And I'm a casual Soundgarden fan, but uh, we bailed because we were there all day and we were tired and Soundgarden was going on late. And we thought, nah, we'll catch him next time around. Two days later, Chris Cornell kills himself. Damn.
0: Literally two days later. Wow. Damn. Nah, for me, the only one I really had that was like a shit, I should have just done it, was uh the Fratellis. Because um the first time we tried to see him, Owen and I went down with a group of people. And we get down there, and then we go to one of the record shops that they are supposed to have a meet and greet in that we didn't even know they were going to have a meet and greet. That was just like an afterthought of like, a, oh shit, look at the flyer. But the flyer said, canceled. Like big Sharpie, X on it, canceled. And we walked up to the guys. They were like, there was an in-store? Why is it canceled? And they're like, oh, the show's canceled. They canceled it like a few hours ago. And we are like... Oh, damn. And we are like, what? they're like, yeah. There was like some issues like with the plane getting like... They weren't able to get into town in time. Like the plane had issues or another plane had issues that held up the traffic or whatever. Either way, their plane was late and there was no way they were going to get in in time. There was like no
1: heads up or anything like
0: that? Well, they... It was a situation of trying to get out and trying to get in any last thing, and it was an airport issue. Gotcha. And like it was, and they even like we checked the page at that time. They were like posting photos at the airport, them just like okay, we're trying, you know, just like <laughs> we don't know what's going on, you know, kind of thing. So the whole day, that whole show, we just wound up getting canceled. So we just hung out for the day, hit a few bars, and then went home. And then they rescheduled, and they honored the tickets that were purchased, uh... and I didn't go to it. Damn. And fr- and then shortly after that they split, and I was like, oh, god damn it, <laughs> god damn it. And it's like, and they d- and they finally got back together. They did a couple more albums, and they still didn't come around. And then finally, this last tour they did, and I was like, fucking going. <laughs> so now, I finally got to see them. Excellent. <laughs> but now I can't really think of any other shows. It's like I feel like there's maybe been smaller ones that. Like, you know, just little indie bands that was like, oh, I should have went to that, but I didn't. But it's really about it. I remember there was a couple times uh, my brother and I would, uh, we liked Stone
1: Temple Pilots growing up and Velvet Revolver and all that. And uh, we tried a couple times to go see Stone Temple Pilots, but both times we tried, Scott Wiley would get kicked out of the band <laughs> <laughs> for drugs and stuff. And then I finally saw him as a solo act. And then he died like a couple of weeks later.
0: <laughs> and then when we see Motorhead, Lemmy dies. Like, you need to quit going to shows. I know it. Because Lemmy died like talk, two weeks after we saw him. Yep. And uh, I would have been real fucked up if we
1: actually did see Chris Cornell
0: that night. Right? Holy. <laughs> well, it's maybe just you being in the area.
1: <laughs> I know. When's uh, Kanye West coming to town? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> When's the next Justin Bieber concert?
0: Ah, that's low-hanging fruit at this point. I know. I, I've, I've moved on to fucking um, Cardi B. He's like, how dare you fucking... shit on Justin Bieber? How dare <laughs> you? He's just a nice Canadian boy. <laughs> He's just a dumbass. That's not funny comedy fodder anymore. Now Cardi B's a fucking mess, though. I can't stand her.
1: Uh, I know nothing about Cardi B, and I wish for it to continue
0: that way. <laughs> she don't wear panties because her pussy got to breathe. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> breathe, She don't want to get no yeast infection. she got to let pussy breathe. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's Cardi B for you. Is that, what she, you. Said, is that that's what, what she said? said? I, that's on one of her little Snapchat stories. Oh she God. was like in her limo and she was like, she had her pants like half down. And she was like, yeah, I got too, too tight of pants on. My pussy's yelling at me going, bitch, you want a yeast infection? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta breathe i gotta my pussy breathing now
2: <laughs> <laughs> shit like that oh uh, that's kind of funny i was gonna say <laughs> it is but it's not
0: funny when you realize all these people take this shit seriously and they're like yeah this this is a bad bitch and they let, oh, look yeah. up to
1: her and shit this will be a very t- 2019 like if this thing like, at, a, at the very end
0: <laughs> this also falls under that category i had with like the movie the dirt it's like if that was a fictional movie i think i would have enjoyed it but because it's based on all this real shit and then so much of it was fake that's why i was annoyed with it it's the same thing with cardi b if she was a parody right you know if she was a parody artist if she was doing this as a youtube channel being funny and it was outright being like hey this is a bit i'm playing a character I think it would be hilarious. I think half of this shit would be great if it was like a comedy bit. But these people are being serious. You know, they think they're being cool with this crap. And maybe it just sounds daddish, old manish of me, but it's like it's, it's dumb. It, it it it's enjoyable under a certain lens of humor. But not when you start taking it seriously. But I think she knows that's her brand and everything, too.
1: And I feel like she has to put up... You literally persona. said you know
0: nothing about her. Why are you trying to talk about I'm, her brand? Honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure
1: she's aware of her brand, too, and what her audience is and what it eats up.
0: Uh, she's, uh,
2: she's just annoying. Essentially, that's what we get for taking snapshots of celebrities getting in the limos... And their boob slips out, or you can see like the crevice of their vagina. I'll start putting them on blasts. Blast. I was gonna say I'll start putting Spears and with now. And, filter's filter's and, and now, filter. so now all the celebrities just embracing it, and they're just like, "Yeah, leaning fuck into it." it. <laughs> I got a pussy. It need a breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need a mint.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <No. Ooh. laughs> <laughs> Couldn't it not breathe right in my face? <laughs> Damn. So what's been going on with you guys other than seeing half kiss and all that shit? Uh, putting together uh,
1: practices with uh, Kelsey Ryan's release date. That's coming out in September 13th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing an Evening Muse. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, We did a set the other night over at uh, Jack Beagle's, and uh, somehow a a death metal band kind of snuck its way onto the uh, open mic setup.
0: That's what you kind of love about open mics, man. It's like you literally don't know what you're going to get.
1: No, you see literally anything, and a lot of it is... Garbage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you had a death metal band and then, and then sweet old Kelsey and her music. I know it. Just thinking about... It was Handyman, too. How many songs did y'all play just the one?
1: I think we did like five just because like, the guy that was uh, setting up the, uh, mics, the open mic set was like, I'm dumb. There were there were two metal bands that went on before us.
3: God. This guy allowed
1: two metal bands go up. and Normally with this kind of setup, you expect just a... Uh, a singer with uh, one instrument or whatever yeah, right? yeah it's or yeah. piano or whatever when it, so never somebody brings in a full-on drum kit that's when you have to be like hey uh, if you got shit ready to go do you know how to set this up mm-hmm. because these were all a bunch of kids just like figuring out how to set up drum racks and stuff like that damn and then when they were done they were taking pictures like they just got through playing a set at the milestone they let them play like six songs too <laughs> And so did the metal band afterwards.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, the metal band afterward, uh, you wound up finding out he was a friend. It was Najee from uh, Live Grenade. Yeah. No shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: not the band you're bitching on, but like the one right before you guys. It wound up being Najee's band, and th- thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, and he's a great
1: drummer. He's a really great drummer. I just thought it was wild that uh, they had uh, both those bands got like six songs and an open mic set up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys. <laughs> yeah someone
2: tell them they gotta stop i i don't want to be the one to tell them their music scares me <laughs> actually kind of <Someone. laughs> look at all the
1: poor ukulele girls are leaving <laughs> poor ukulele girls there are a lot of ukulele girls at the open mics too. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: actually reminds me that they're actually talking about playing in the live grenades in noda Uh, I forget what song it was, and even if I could remember, I'd probably mispronounce it wrong because Owen liked having a lot of worldly uh, areas in his uh, song titles, so I'd probably butcher a pronunciation of it anyway, but either way. It's a song that started really soft. It started like clean guitar, gentle bass, you know, gentle drums, you know, and it's kind of traditional, you know. Right. Na, 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 na. So we're playing that, you know, and he's kind of doing this little spoken word thing over the top of it because it's supposed to eventually, you know, end on a little ring out, you know, the distortion come on, you know, what do they want? And same riff, you know, just like double time, you know, fast punk at that point. Right. And, um, So we're playing that little slow part. He's doing his little spoken word, you know, kind of talking to the audience, you know, kind of setting the song up, doing everything else. And it's an outside venue. And these, like, two or three little blonde girls come walking past. And, you know, we're still playing that shit. You know, we're rocking it a little longer than usual because he's in the groove of it. Right. And these girls, they kind of start moseying their way in, and they're just, you know, kind of bobbing along, you know, kind of chit-chat with people, and then, you know, bling. One two three four. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Bust right in, and it's like as soon as with the four, and you know the guitars come in, it's immediate vocal. Like it's right. just, it's one of those. Bah, la, la,
1: la, la. And with Owen's voice too, and how intense it gets. Oh
0: yeah, and, and this was we we went through our moments of tightness and this was one of our periods of like we're really tight because we were getting ready to record the record so we, nice. were, we everything was like super honed in and tight it was one of our best shows I think and yeah as soon as we started the looks on their faces and immediately <laughs> left like in a hurry not like in a run they just got the <laughs> fuck out they they quickly just got the fuck out it was like a oh my god oh my god oh my god here move 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 <laughs> kind of thing
1: <laughs> we gotta go we gotta go this, this
0: is not what we signed up for
1: <laughs> no the best part about the Nota one that I was at was that they had people there that were just moshing in front of that little Jack Beagle stage and this one dude came up to me and like kind of like tugged at my arm a little bit like come dance with me bro or like come mosh me, with me or whatever and like kind of like tugs in my arm but doesn't grip and I look at Kelsey and I'm like I think that dude just asked me to dance with him <laughs> he was
2: going crazy that's what it sounds
0: like <laughs> Do any of those kind of audiences annoy you, Mikey? Like, is there like the kind of is there that person in the audiences like you seek out and you're just like I'm avoiding him?
2: Oh uh, not recently, but yeah, quite a few times. You asked me to like generalize a yeah. character for you. Yeah, like <laughs>
0: if you're at a show and you're in the audience and you see this one other guy in the audience, you're just like, yeah, I'm staying away from that kind of guy.
2: All right, depends on the show. If I am, uh, all right, let's see i'm at a big something concert so i've told you guys about them that jam band yeah yeah, yeah. real hippity dippity a lot of pink floyd influence um i hate the people that are like the uh whether they're actually tripping or not but they put on that persona of like oh i'm tripping balls and i'm having such a great yeah. time it's like dude shut the fuck up like first of all that's not how it works <laughs> and if if it is working and you're just that annoying person all the time then just fucking stop <laughs> so there's those um, metal shows is weird man cause some metal shows it's just straight up mosh pit which like uh, let's see like pushing and shoving or like running in a circle and fucking doing that Same crazy dancing. shit not slam dancing, more just like literally just going in a circle oh, and like just, just trampling in, yeah, yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. someone falls, you pick them back up, but you're literally just fucking trying to create a vortex in the ground that's going to lead us all to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but the slam dancing, that's the, what I can't fucking stand. That really? shit's so dumb, dude. <laughs> like that's not, the, the shit, point of like, the mosh pit, uh, pit is to get in and push each other around and hit each other and shit. But you realize reasonably. that came after. Uh, no, that's why, no, it, what? Yeah, slam slam dancing dancing was first. Gay as fuck.
0: (laughs) No, slam dancing was first with the arm movement. But see, the, the kids nowadays don't do it right, though. They're just, they're that whole shit of like just... Doing this, that's not slam dancing. Slam dancing, you're kind of ki- – okay, you know the Circle Jerks logo of the kid that's kind of doing yeah. like that? That sort of movement is a slam dance where you've kind of got your arms close to your side. You're more or less kind of doing that in a circle. You're not flailing your arms around. That okay, shit, that's well, that crowd-killing shit, and I hate that.
2: That shit's dumb. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, that's not slam dancing. that That's moshing. That, that's what the mosh pit shit is now with all the fucking hardcore kids. The fucking running in a circle thing, that's just a circle pit. You see yeah, see am slam more yeah, like pit. the
1: oi rock shows and shit mm-hmm. like that, right?
0: Yeah. It, you, you see a lot of the slam dancing and oi uh, shows. You yeah. see that there's a lot of chaotic movement, but there's not a lot of people getting shoved. Right. It's a lot of just... This all in a big circle. Okay, remember when we play with the beatdowns?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, a lot uh, of hardcore. You know you the see skin. That
0: you know skins guys, and the guys with the brutes and Berries. yeah. When they were just doing all that, that's slam dancing. Right? Okay,
2: well I don't know terms. That's obviously, fine. Also, I'm educating so, you, you and the yeah, you audience. Are.
0: I'm not sitting on You're you. Doing a
2: good job. So, I'm the- just saying. uh so the flailers the yeah. swingers the one <laughs> swingers the I swingers think, I hate these swingers in these shows <laughs> no, man they're swingers. no fun at all
1: <laughs> I can't remember with the deadlock days if we had like slam dancers just full on
0: moshers y'all really had moshers cause the hard uh, yeah. the hardcore guys they're the ones also just kind of it's that heavy stomping with just the throwing their right. arms to their side kind of thing and that that I can't stand that shit.
1: <laughs> Hardcore was so fun to play though, at least that particular style of oh, yeah.
0: And when you're on stage, making the crowd do that, it's is is so fucking fun. fun. <laughs> oh, my God. As, you know, I've, we've played songs that I've played in Deadlock once, and I've hopped on stage you know, with a, another heavier band like that to sing a song. So it's like I've been part of a show that's had a heavier vibe like that. and It's always just a bunch of fucking fun. But, no, being in the audience,
4: not so much. <laughs> I've, I've
0: never been a pit guy either. It depends on my mood. I'm not anymore. Uh, when i was younger i was if i if i got enough drinks in me there was a there was about a year or two period i'd get in the pit and I, i'd go a little nutty but not with the way my body feels anymore I was <laughs> I just want to sit. I'm like I just want to watch the show, yeah. man. <laughs> it's like I'll I'll, bounce, I'll kind of bounce, you know. I'll do the little white boy dance, you know. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll sing along. I'll put my fist in the air, you know. Especially if you know it's a little bit of a tighter crowd, you know. It's a little bit you know closer in proximity. <laughs> I'll move along with everyone, you know. I'll yell, I'll scream, you know. I'll get into it. I'm not going to be a sourpuss, right? But the person that I can't stand at the show is similar to what you were talking about, Cap. The one where. You're just kind of flowing with the audience. Everything's fine. This one guy is constantly grabbing you and trying to pull you into the pit. And it's like, leave me alone. You clearly see I don't want to play. I'm here to watch. You go have your fun. I'm not stopping you from having fun. I'm not telling you to stop. I just don't want to have fun with you. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good all the time at fucking anti-scene shows because I'll be up there in the front maybe one two people back you know let the tiny people and the ladies get up front that way you've got like a barricade of men behind you to help protect a little you know it's right. the way it goes at any scene shows we look out for the ladies but outside of that it's like all the fucking time especially at Tremont I'd be watching the show this guy grabbed me by the shoulder yank me I'm just like turn around and I see who it is I'm like stop fucking 30 seconds later he's yanking me again like fucker stop and at the Danzig show oh my god now number one that was one of the craziest crowds i had been in uh, was that Danzig doyle show really that was, wasn't up in the
1: mosh pit at all because i was at that one too i think yeah, yeah.
0: you are no that was the one uh, that was the second time we met ever right uh, that was one of them that was slightly during my period of like i don't mind getting thrown around a little bit in the crowd gotcha uh I didn't get close, but I was just like, this is, of course, way before any of the original Misfits reunion shows were announced. And I'm like, this is the closest I'm ever getting to seeing the Misfits. I'm getting as close as I can. Yep. And the way they had it set up, it was like first like third of the set was dancing material then a third misfits and then the last bit was dancing material and then they would close with like one more Misfits yeah. song i mm-hmm. think they did astro zombies when we i think song? i think so yeah that okay. doyle came out for like the encore and they played one more misfit song but that they set it up pretty good that way it was it was dancing songs misfits dancing songs lights out lights back on one more misfit song end of show It was a good set so during the first third people were kind of getting into it because there was some heavier shit and I was kind of able... We were slowly kind of, you know, working our way up through the crowd some, using the flow of the crowd to kind of push ourselves in. Yeah, that's kind of how it was with Motorhead. And then all of a sudden, it's like... I I forget what song it was, but whatever song it was, I'm even sitting here going, it feels like this is like a lead-in song. This feels like a lead-in song. You're just like, what have I done? (laughs) Yeah, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, it's like it ends and he goes... I think he's trying to bring out no last <laughs> three fucking days. I know. And then he comes stomping out. Yeah, that's I, the guitar I, walk or whatever that was. Yeah. And and that's cool. It fits with his character. Yeah. But as soon as that fucking first song started, I about had whiplash. No. What the the size of the pit doubled. It's like all of a sudden I was in the area of what the pit was it was before I was like maybe seven people away from the pit which is pretty reasonable you're still just getting bounced around a little bit especially in a big venue like that but you're you're still far enough away from it to where you're not involved everyone was involved oh, <laughs> when they fucking show, when that fucking set Cause, started because you were directly up front with us for Motorhead was it way more intense than that dude Motorhead I could have taken a nap in that audience <laughs> I could have dude whole, it no. was still like active but it was more like you know ba- just bouncing around a little bit that's the way it was for the first part of the dance, except right as soon as it started it was like oh shit I'm in the middle of this and I got displaced from where we were standing like four times like I moved around the venue like four times during like that first part of the song. But
1: with it being the uh, Dan Ziggs singing your favorite Misfit songs and you doing that, did it
0: kind of add to the experience a Oh, bit? absolutely. I'm not saying it's a negative. And again, that was during that time period where I enjoyed it. Right. But it was still just one of those like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> and then that was the show where someone kept punching me intentionally. Mm -mm. And that was the one that was getting me. And it was during the Misfit songs that when the crowd kind of died down a little bit and it was one of those shoving guys. I was standing there watching, he was smashing kind of beside me and every time he'd come by, he'd fucking shove me. And eventually he was just standing there and then he'd just shove me again. And he's like kind of behind me. And I look around, kind of turn back, start watching the show again, doing that, and he'd shove me again. Turn around, I just—I kind of give like the little, you know, like stop motion. I'm like stop because I know it's loud. It's saying anything isn't gonna do anything. So I'm like cutting at my neck, you know, doing the timeout thing. I'm like stop.
1: This exact same thing happened to me at the one time I saw
0: Tool. Turn back around, fucker does it again, and at this time, as soon as he does it, I just kind of put my elbow to my side, pull it backwards some, and just go. Boom! And just lean back as hard as I can. and I don't know what the fuck I hit, but it was him, and it was hard. And he what quit doing it.
1: What show was this? The Dancing. What else is talking show. about?
0: Shit!
1: <laughs> i was sitting there going like like Who has these kind of asshole fans? And I, thought of the, <laughs> and I thought of the Tool experience too, because Tool fans are assholes as well.
0: Yeah, like I said, I don't know what I hit on him, but I know it was him, and he stopped. <laughs> it was still just one of those, just like fucker, quit shoving me. <laughs>
1: I was talking about this with somebody the other day about like who has the worst fans, whether it be Tool or Dave Matthews. Hmm.
0: Dave Matthews.
1: I know some douchey fucking Dave Matthews fans. What are they like? Just like college preppy. I know everything. But here's like this really awesome hardcore song by Dave Matthews. There's not just known a lot of assholes too. Hardcore Dave Matthews. Oh, there. It's a thing. It's a thing, dude. He has a diehard fan base.
0: No, you said listen to this hardcore song from Dave Matthews. Hardcore
1: lyrically, or whatever, where like he get where they think Dave, Dave Matthews, Matthews gets, is what it gets, gets deep with the songwriting oh or whatever. God. Dave Matthews, wow. Yeah, Dave Matthews fans are kind of the worst.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily consider that the worst. I'd say Slayer fans are the worst.
1: Slayer fan, Slayer. You go for to the novelty of the Slayer fans though when you see them live though. Fucking maybe, Slayer. Maybe you do. That <laughs> no, no, no. no, was weird. The one time I saw Slayer, I was in the not in the. I was on the floor, but I was well away from like any pit activity, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't
0: know. That that's one of those few shows. I guess it's because I'm just not enough of a metal fan. I think the only metal bands I'd actually like to see, two of the three of them, I've already scratched off my list. Two of them in one night, which was Motorhead and Anthrax, and then. I'd like to see motor. I mean, uh, Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, I'd like to see Metallica at some point, but after that, there's really not any other metal bands I'd like to see. And after that, the only hardcore band I'd like to see is Blood for Blood, but they don't even play for you anymore.
1: I know. And I thought about that last night when I went and saw Kiss, where it's like I saw. Uh... And Incarnation of Kiss. Yeah. So that's always been kind of on my bucket list, you know, as a fan growing up with him and everything, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of anything that's anybody left on uh, my
0: list. Maybe Iggy Pop, still haven't seen him live. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. You got any bucket lists, Mikey? Of okay. artists that still kind of tour that you hadn't seen? that. And, and maybe let's make this one a time's kind of running out. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, uh Right. Time may not be running out, but I do want to see Slash yeah. perform. He I don't care who with. Um Scorpions. <laughs> Gotta appeal to that one
0: percent,
1: man. Yep.
2: Iron Maiden. Um, so Metallica. They were just here
1: too. Iron Maiden was.
0: Yeah, I know. I had to work. Yeah. I didn't realize Ooh. uh Joan Jett was coming back through, but I still hadn't seen her yet. Ooh. She's up there. She's touring with Heart now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what that tour is. Yep. I forgot about that. I knew about that.
2: <laughs> I'd like to see Bob Seger. That'd be a f- chill one to go see.
0: I like
1: Bob Seger. He's but, al- he's always been kind of around. Yeah, you know, with classic rock radio and shit like that. It was always just Doobie Brothers
2: will be here Tuesday. Oh man! About yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> Same audience. <laughs>
0: nah.
2: You want to see Cheeseburger in Paradise? Man? Sure don't.
0: Iggy Pop
1: I'd like to see Jane's Addiction too
2: is uh is that Dave Navarro's yeah it's Dave okay.
1: Navarro Nothing Shocking is one of my still one of my favorite albums and uh, Jane's Addiction is like they're not one of my favorite bands but that's one of my favorite records
2: I wasn't able to
0: fall into the whole thing of what everyone found great about Dave Navarro
1: I mean he's just a regular guitar player from the 80s I mean he's good but he doesn't but
0: he works for Jane's Addiction that's yeah. about it only thing I ever heard of Jane's Addiction. Didn't they do a version of, like, Ballroom Blitz or something? Uh, nothing I know of. They they redid, they they did the whole, um, uh, was it Scorpions that covered Slade? Oh, no, that was uh, Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot. They did the whole Quiet Riot thing where they picked some old 60s or 70s song and redid it, and it got, like, super popular and like, in a bunch of commercials and shit. Oh, Jane's Addiction? Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: that might have been, uh. Oh, that might have been later on, like in the 2000s or whatever. Yeah, 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 it was. I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of what the song yeah, is. Yeah, they, they
0: redid some classic song, and it got used in like car commercials and shit like that. It was like one of their big pop yeah. radio hits. I think it was Jane Says or something like that. No, but it, it, it was something with like one of those upbeat, kind of like ballroom blitz, Saturday Night kind of vibe you know yeah, the S-A- but- it definitely wasn't that song but it was in that same vein of like S-A-D-Y or like Ballroom Blitz or like Hair of the Dog it was something uh, in that it was in that vein of like something semi-classic but they took it and like brought it back
1: They yeah and tried to make it Jane's Addiction or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah they started leaning towards that after the record I really liked got it Maybe I
0: just gotta go back and listen to it some. It's just that that was one I wasn't able to really fall into. That was just one of those where it was like, you know, shreddy guitar and
1: drum, shreddy drum enough to where like the nerdy guitar fan in me could latch on to, but was like weird enough for me to enjoy it too as a teenager and all that bullshit.
2: I haven't
0: seen Alice Cooper. Have you you got got to? That that one I genuinely will say. You you gotta see that one. But it's really only good if you can get up close because Unlike Kiss, even though he has a lot more theatrics to his show, screens aren't a big part of his show. Mm. It's it's a lot more. He does a lot more of like a play aspect where a lot of stuff yeah. is happening on stage, and you've got to pay attention to what's happening on stage. So that's a good one if you can get up a little closer. The time I got to see Alice Cooper, uh, we actually had floor seats, nice, and it it was worth it. I would say we were about maybe twenty people back from the stage. And it was pretty damn close. Especially in that retrospect, his band is so good too. Oh my god! Especially the tour that I saw. That was really. I saw the one where he was with uh, Rob Zombie. Okay. Left midway through Rob Zombie set. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, but no, Coop set. It was fantastic. It was a, It was an abbreviated set because he was doing the opening, which still felt so wrong to me.
1: Right. It's like how, But, but no, dude. If
0: you if you ever get the chance to see Alice Cooper, highly recommended. That's that's one of the few legacy shows that. I've seen that I didn't walk away from going even slightly, that was good for what it was. Because you can even walk away from a show going, yeah, that's about what I expected and that was good. Walked away from Alice Cooper going, holy fuck, yeah. that was
1: good. You live going like, I had fun. That was so cool to watch.
0: And especially because, like with Coop, he never leaned into, I'm a singer. You know, he was never like one of those prolific, you know, super duper singers. He just kind of used with what he had and he almost kind of had a talking style to his Mm -hmm. vocal. So he never ruined his voice. And with his age, he plays that into the character and kind of makes himself look older and kind of makes the Alice Cooper character like a creepy old man now. So it's like he evolves with his age and it just it really works. It doesn't seem like someone holding on to their past at someone going, I'm still Alice Cooper who would alice cooper be after all these years nice <laughs> he Brilliant. plays into it he doesn't try to hold on to nostalgia and that's what i dig about it hollywood vampires not so much yeah i'll <laughs> pass on that one johnny duck playing guitar nah you videos? <laughs> in- alice- it's fake what i know alice what you- cooper guitar yes that is a fake video he can actually play a solo those those are a that's a YouTube series of fake oh, I know solos. About I know about that. I'm talking about the video where, like, Johnny Depp's singing the David Bowie
1: cover, and you see Alice Cooper with a guitar.
0: Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah,
1: that was kind of weird. It's like something's wrong here. <laughs> Alice Can Alice actually play? I mean, he was just playing like basic chords and stuff. Uh, okay, with, uh, and it was uh, Heroes. They were doing a cover of Heroes.
0: That's not too. That's not too bad.
1: Which everybody is doing lately for some reason. First Motorhead, now this. <laughs> well, the here, Motorhead one that was a few years back. That wasn't even on the last album. I don't think. Yeah, they released that as a on the covers album. that came out like, but uh, it was part of another too. album before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it just feels like there's so many versions of that song being released these days. It's hilarious. But no, Alice Cooper with a guitar was kind of weird to watch because you expect him just to be a front man the whole time. Mm-hmm. Are
2: there any festivals you guys want to go to? Like. <laughs> I talk festivals. Overseas overseas. or wherever? Oh, well, definitely. I was going to say, what's overseas? overseas, Yeah, yeah, like what's your, Uh, if you could go.
0: I I can't name it right off, but I actually do remember seeing a flyer recently that actually had like five or six bands on it. And I was like, holy shit, I'd actually like to go to that if it was like in town or a state or two away. But no, it was like in Germany or Sweden or something like that.
1: Exactly. If I had to choose a festival, it would be one of those uh, European festivals. I would love to go to Växjö at one point, just because. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go to Sweden Rock because they always have like the most stacked, you know, bands of my taste and stuff like that. Which I don't know how, what it is about the states with the American rock festivals, but the only one that kind of matches up with, you know, that seems consistent with, you know, just rock and roll across the board is this new one that's starting up in Nashville. Really? Yeah, they're starting one on uh, the Bonnaroo uh, campground site. Oh, word. And like the headliners range from Slayer to Leonard Skinner to Guns right. N' Roses. Yeah, so, Death the <laughs> so the market. So the market. But it's pretty wild that they got all of those. Hey, yeah, that's, across the board. That, you know, that's a step in the right direction
0: like, for sure. It's not a festival, but um, a, a tour announcement that I saw that I'm like why can't we have this in the States is in Australia, there's going to be an airborne super suckers tour. Yeah. I saw that. and I'm like, motherfuckers. That would, Oh my God. I would lose my goddamn mind if that was a U.S. tour. And what's wild is they would prob that would probably kill in Canada too. Cause Canada oh, embraces this stuff too. But the unfortunate thing is like, aside from us and our little pocket of friends and similar people throughout the U S like us, that tour just wouldn't be as successful as what they're about to embark on. And I hate that. I do too. There was some show recently, cause I've been following a lot more of uh, Danco Jones posts. Uh, he's on some, uh, tour right now, or he's going to be on some festival that I was looking at the, uh, the lineup on and I was like, wow, he's part of that. And it had like a bunch of really good, like upcoming names on it. And again, I'm just, I'm blanking on what it is. <laughs> uh, do you remember what the name of the festival is? I'm blanking on everything, gotcha. dude. I just—I know it was something that he was part of. It's something I saw him share on his Instagram story. So now he's trying to provide a platform for all that stuff too. He's been
1: consistent with his podcast lately about that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I actually listened. To, I've been trying to catch up on his show a little bit more too. It was cool because on uh, the last one, it was like his 200th episode or something like that. And he started the show off with super suckers. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. And then he played
1: like all those bands from that song too. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) It's like, so if we're going to use this as a template, let's go through every other band on here. Here's the dwarves. Here's helicopters. Here's the easiest podcast ever to put together. (laughs) Listen to one song from the super suckers and then play every band. They name drop in it.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Now he was going on about how there's not a, a really a hub for this, kind of stuff anywhere where it's like more scattered than anything
0: yeah and i think there adds a little bit of funness to it because you know we, we were always talking about you know the state of maybe rock and roll dying or you know still being alive and whatever it's like it's still alive it's just through this new technology we just have to find our folks now yeah. you know it's like you know it's it's not going to be in your backyard anymore. What's in your backyard is pop artists and rap artists. You know, you have to find your rock and roll guys now. And through technology, through Facebook and everything else like that, and through podcasts like ours and Dan Coe's and anyone else that shares indie artists, you know, help kind of bridge that gap. And there's been so many artists I've gotten turned on to, not by hearing it on the radio or you know anything else, but like. We get paired with them as an opener. That's what happened with The Stir. Yep. You know, never heard of those guys before. Got paired with them as an opener, and it was like, holy shit. And here they are now, is like machines, doing all this big shit. It's Just all word of mouth. Yeah, and hanging out at the rim, getting turned on to shit like Wildlife, and, you know, hanging out with the Atlanta folks, and eventually finding bands like Gunpowder Gray and Fast Eddie and Ravagers, you know, even though there's not all Atlanta, but, you know, those people all associated with these bands and got us turned on to them. So it's yeah. like... We find more shit from word of mouth now than we do any sort of media. So it's like, that's what's kind of fun about it is we always yearn for those old days of rock and roll. Well, we've got it. Well, it's like any
1: other scene where you like network and find out where the best spots are and see if you can find a circuit. And hopefully
0: build and expand from there exactly but it's like we, we are getting a little bit of resurgence of the classic again you know we're not gonna find what we want through traditional it's all underground again even the good rock and roll is underground again it's all word of mouth and oh have you heard of my friends no play them holy shit I'm, they're friends now of mine you know and let's do shows together and it's like they building up that small little community and i'm, I'm enjoying that and they'll co- and uh they'll they're more than happy to help. Ninety percent of the time, if
1: you're really genuine about, oh, absolutely. Help from them.
0: Yes, especially if you're willing to help them back. Exactly. Got any other shows yeah, you can think of?
2: Book of the Road. Uh... <laughs> no, no,
0: no. I can't say I have too many regrets show wise either. Like I said, it's, I'm sure there's going to be a few I think of after you guys leave, and I'm like, oh, I know it. Film God. Go.
1: But oh well. What was
0: I the most disappoint?
1: All right, I'll end on this. What was the most uh,
0: disappointing concert? Most disappointing. Yeah. I've brought mine up a few times. It's a tie either between that Motley Crue Kiss show or Rob Zombie. No, those are probably my top two. Gotcha. A, a, top two for um, shows I was actually looking forward to. And then being saddened on, not shows I was dragged to and being like, yeah, no one's going to like this.
1: <laughs> I like the ones where you get pleasantly surprised too by.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Like, like a real big fish was probably like the most pleasant surprise I got watching them live. I,
0: it's funny you said that. The, the time <laughs> I'm actually thinking of on the whole app. At- no, I wasn't going to like that was I got dragged to warp Tour one year. And every <laughs> fucking band, I was like, not liking this, not liking this. Real big fish. Still not my thing, but it was the most enjoyable out of all those fucking bands we saw, and I was like, okay, well, these guys actually know how to put on a show. It's fun. They're putting on a party up there. Exactly. I don't like the music, but I can 100% respect their hustle and the amount of fun they're having up there, which in turn made me enjoy the whole thing a little bit more, even though it wasn't my style of music, but I'm like, those guys are genuinely having fun up there, and this is this is enjoyable more enjoyable than everything else we had heard. Yeah, I saw him for free in Knoxville at one point. A buddy of mine had tickets, and I was like, "Ah, oh, sure, why not? And
1: I know, the only thing I knew about Real Big Fish was uh, Basketball. Y'all remember that movie? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Which, funny enough, has a Super Sucker song in it. Oh, what's the name of the Super Sucker song that's in that movie? Psyched Out. It's during the uh, credits scene. Like, as soon as it goes to oh, credits. Okay. You've been psyched out, and you're going down. I'm a trash talking. I haven't down watched that movie in so long. Yeah, so I, I thought that was pretty funny that let's pull it all back together super suckers in it <laughs> <laughs> right alright well I do think it's about ta- well actually
2: no Mikey disappointing show but, um, I don't think I have one really I've been p- surprised by everybody or have enjoyed it no I really haven't had one nothing hmm. comes to mind what was one of yours, Cap? Cause I, I was really disappointed one. that we were uh, going to play with the Chrome Rags, and then they didn't show oh, up. yeah. Oh, yeah. Chr- that was a bit... Chrome Rags? Chrome Rags. <laughs> yeah. Chrome Rags. Chrome Rags. Oh,
1: man, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, no, with mine, it was uh, Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. And not because of Sammy Hagar. He killed it, but Eddie Van Halen was drunk as shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he played this bullshit 15-minute guitar solo that was just all feedback. Oh, God. And he just let this one dead note just ring for about a minute. And he gets on the mic afterwards, and he's like, That was fucking loud. And we're like, No
0: shit. (laughs) You deaf motherfucker. Yeah. Uh
1: so I was real sad by that because that was King well, Eddie got, yeah no, I was real saddened by that and it was well documented in Sammy's bio or his memoirs about it about how really? much of a shit show that whole tour was god
0: <laughs> mm someone does that I walk out he's yeah. like nah don't fuck up my eardrums cause of your goddamn ego <laughs> or his drunkenness well do do blah 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 I do think it is time for us to dig on into our Spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it.
2: Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this?
3: I bought it at the mall.
2: What that person on your tape has is a medical
0: disorder. Ah, Captain Nunn, what you've been listening to this week, sir?
1: Well, naturally, because I went and saw Kiss last night, I spent the entire week leading up to it listening to Kiss.
0: (laughs) Ah, nice.
1: And one that kind of started making the rounds a little bit more was Creatures. Really? So I've been listening a little bit more of uh, Creatures of the Night and revisiting that. And it's not one of the best albums by any means. But Gene plays uh, War Machine on this uh, tour. And I really like that track. Oh, it's a good song. And, I don't know, Danger's just fun. Danger!
4: Danger!
1: <laughs> it's just goofy.
4: <laughs>
0: it's
1: cliche Paul Stanley as fuck, and I love it.
0: <laughs> now I think... Um... That That's actually one I don't revisit quite as much, mainly because it was already hinging on that hair metal kind of sound, oh, Like yeah. especially with a song like Danger, like when it, the guitar riff is matching his vocal thing, that It was the din, most din, din, power din, metal din, 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 song ever. Oh, absolutely. It's like that felt very Conan the Barbarian almost. Was
1: it uh, Mark St. John on that album?
0: No, that was a whole bunch of other people, including Vinny Vincent. Vinny takes a lot of the credit for it, or you know, they he gets issued a lot of the credit. Not that he takes it; he gets provided it. But no, there there were like six or seven guitarists on that record. No ace at all. (laughs) No no Mark St. John either. No, Mark was in the picture after "Lick It Up." Okay. No, Mark was the replacement for Vinny. Gotcha. So anything Vinny would have had a play in, Mark wouldn't even thought of yet. But yeah, Creatures, just it's, got to, it's cool. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's an interesting little uh I played I Love It Loud also. Oh yeah.
2: Well Mikey, what you been listening to, sir? I have been listening to this band. I can't figure out where they're from. Uh, they're called Decapitated. Oh, okay. I know. That's the death metal band, isn't it? Yeah. And they've only been together since 2010. So really? I'm just kind of like, huh. You think someone would have nabbed that name beforehand, I'm but. I'm sure
0: that someone has.
2: I, I couldn't find any. Really? They're the first. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're not we'll the figure. first,
0: but we'll, we'll, well, we'll, we'll roll with it. They're the
2: first to uh, come up on a Google search. <laughs> but. Um, someone has a very good PR guy. Honestly, yeah, not really. a fan of their first two albums, but their latest one that came out in 2017 is just mind-blowing just awesome melodic death metal gotcha. that you guys don't listen to but <laughs> i like but yeah it's fucking great
1: the only outlet i get through like uh, death metal and uh hardcore stuff and all that lately has been like jamie joss's podcast just because i like listening to him talk industry stuff with all of his guests and it's mostly a lot of hardcore a lot of uh legacy acts and a lot of death metal bands too and hearing their stories are always interesting about how hard it is to be a death metal musician. Period.
2: I couldn't do it, man. I could play. I'd get through like two songs and just be like, "Dude, fuck this!" Like, <laughs> how long do you have to? Like, every song is just alternate picks, just and insane melodies and just crazy stuff. Uh, Some like metal chugging like or whatever. Down, like alternate picking. Yeah, or just like stupid fast, just runs and melodies and sweep arpeggios and.
0: You can only do so much
2: in that little so box. So much. Yeah. Every song, it's just like, damn.
0: It's that stereotypical, look at the tab, 00, zero, 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 zero.
2: No, it's like... Uh, for every number. <laughs> <laughs> Up and down, left and right, crisscrossing. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. think... Um, I hate to use this as an example because I hate Dragon Force, but uh, think like Fire, and, fire and the Flames technicality, but not as cheesy and... Picture the most advanced guitar dumb. hero. Yeah, just just <laughs> dumb shit. Like even if you don't like the music, you'll still watch the guys play and just be like, Imposed. How the hell are you how are you doing this? Yeah. Damn.
0: Yeah, to me to me that's 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 what I call nerd nerd rock. Nerd rock. There you <laughs> even, even though that's already its own genre where they play about video games and shit, but not nah, to me that's that's just nerd rock. You're playing with your head, not your balls. Eddie Ford called a Nintendo metal the one time I... <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo yeah, I metal? <laughs> I dig that. Uh, well, mine, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, uh, the song that was at the end of that, I thought I was... Hopefully we won't get hit for it. I thought it was something that actually wasn't on Spotify or anything. Uh, this is The singer for Blank 77, Mike Blanks, he wound up having his own solo band called Mike Blanks and the Stabs. And I thought he only had like a CD release of it. They were a big MySpace band and, you right. know... Blank77 stopped playing, those guys stopped playing. I figured that was just one of those lost in time things that I was able to dig up. And as soon as I, you know, posted it, I started doing some digging and I found they had like a Facebook page. They're starting to like go out and do shows again and they finally put the album on Spotify. And I know this is recent because I checked this shit like less than a year ago because this is a bit i love this record and so this is on here pretty recent so it's gonna be part of the playlist as part of last week's episode but they've only got one record and i just genuinely enjoy these tunes i first heard it like about maybe 10 years ago and i don't know just there's it's an odd combination of it's definitely punk but it's not really punk there's a lot of and
1: everything too.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of rock elements to it, but they're definitely not a rock band. It's they, kind of like
1: that era where like Rancid was coming up, and you had to have chops to play like that, but obviously better vocals, and it's a completely different band and everything. Oh yeah,
0: this is I wouldn't put this anywhere close to like what Rancid sounds like, especially just listen to last week's episode. It's that's yeah, fucking go. great, and, and it's it's a perfect blend to me of rock and roll and punk rock and right. snotty sounding vocals. He's not a great vocalist, but you know. I, I like his style, I like blank seventy seven so I of course like this and yeah to me it, this just sounds like a more rock and roll blank seventy seven
1: and that didn't come on my radar until I started hanging out with you and uh, I don't know how we started out listening to blank seventy seven but I like all his work so far that I've heard
0: I think that came from um we were just kind of having generalized like, whatever our... Because I think it was, like, early on in our friendship, and we were kind of, like, comparing notes of, like, what do you like? I like this, I like this, you like this, you like this. Right. Oh, we like the same things in this regard. And I think that may have been one of them that I was, like... As you were showing... Because I asked you, like, maybe about pop punk or, you know, punk in general. And you're like, oh, oh, I like this, that, and the other. Say, like, oh, okay, if you like this, you might like this. And I started playing, like, some of the pop punk things I had. And I think that may have just been where it came from. Gotcha. So no, I definitely oh, I like recommend that, that one. So uh, favorite songs on there. First one, Not Gonna Let Them. Starts with like a little Sex Pistols ripoff. So that was pretty fun. Uh, but permanent binge, uh, metal song. And just for the simple fact of it's so dirty and just so fucked up. But knock, knock, knock. I love that song. <laughs> it's fucking great.
1: I'm going to spend some more time with that one.
0: Oh, man. Well, last little bit of housekeeping before we sign off here. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, this coming Sunday, so only a few days away if you're listening to this on release date. That's right. Speaking of self-made monsters, we're going to be playing with them at the Milestone, along with Tucker Riggleman and the Cheap Dates, along with, going to mispronounce this like hell, Izar Estelle. Sorry. Yeah, really. <laughs> but either way. It's I'm no help. Gonna, uh, I'm personally looking forward to it because... Love Eddie for it. He's a dear friend of ours. We haven't been able to to play a show with him and the self-made monsters in a minute. So that's gonna be a ton of fun. So again, if you are listening to this early enough, come on out to the milestone on that on this coming Sunday and come see us. Jam out with Self-Made Monsters. And then I'm sure we're gonna figure out something for September. We don't have anything for that yet. But come October, we're gonna be back up at the rim and playing with Fast Eddie and more to be announced. We have mentioned that on the last show but it is official official now. We're on the event page and all that bullshit. Yeah. So, if you are in the area and you want to hear some cool ass rock and roll from Colorado, come check out Fast Eddie at the Rim check our facebook page for event details yes yes and of course you can always give us a follow on our instagram pages at something gfy or for me personally alex 1945 cap what is yours
1: follow me at jimmy the weed on instagram and james capel none the
2: third on facebook there you go where can people find you mikey you can find me on instagram at iMikeyBlack, black or you can just look up my name on facebook yeah, it's pretty unique, Mikey Black. <laughs> and that's it. It'd be pretty easy to find. I don't
0: want people to find me on Facebook. You can fucking add me on Instagram. <laughs> so I think this has been a pretty fun episode. Always enjoy Oh, the-
2: and my uh, RuneScape is Mikester966. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your business? Oh, and you can find my business at RX Bodyworks. That's BodyWorks W-O-R-X, because it's cooler that way. So, uh, dot, dot com. come book some appointments let me fix your posture um yeah yeah mm-hmm. stop working behind desks people because it's it's fucking that's, y'all up it's literally my job i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mike's gonna give I us pers- pers- I pers- I a <laughs> feel personally <laughs> attacked right
0: now so. <laughs> Well, Cap, do you have an outro for us? Uh, I'd like to
1: thank uh, the great city of Myrtle Beach for providing the content for something good for you. So today.
0: <laughs> Third episode we've brought up Myrtle Beach. <laughs> it's almost just as much a part of the show as a kiss at this point. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs>
4: is now dumber for having listened to it.